Fundraising everywhere. 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 You need to add me in there. Welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast, where we give you a free glimpse into one of our amazing webinars or conferences. You can check out one of our full sessions and get a 50% discount by using the code FEPODCAST at fundraisingeverywhere.com. Yeah, just head to the fundraisingeverywhere.com site and use the code FEPODCAST at the checkout to get 50% off any of our sessions. So hi and welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. My name is Nikki Bell and I'm one of the co-founders of Fundraising Everywhere and I'm here today to talk to you about January 2022's fantastic conference which was the Events Fundraising Virtual Summit and I have with me today the fantastic Jane Curtis who was a key part of this conference and I'll tell you why in just a moment but first Jane do you want to say hi and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Jane, and um, I never quite know how to introduce myself. Um, <laughs> my business is called the Charity Event Specialists, and um, I sort of mentor and support and train event fundraisers in a variety of ways. So, yeah, that's me. In a nutshell, I think that's that's like the best way to introduce yourself, isn't it? I got told under a minute is the is the best way. Um, but for those of you that don't know, when we curate events, often we work with event partners uh, on specific topics because we know that there are people in the sector who know loads of things better than we do. So when we started putting together the events summit, it was the natural first choice for us to get in touch with Jane. And Jane was really key on telling us what fundraisers needed, what their challenges were, and bringing together a lot of that program so I do just want to give a big shout out to Jane uh, for how mint you were on that and just to say again how much we appreciate it it was lush work I'm with you yeah I loved it I really really loved it so thank you for having me as well for asking for me to help because I loved it <laughs> no it was good it was good uh, and thank you for the feedback afterwards as well it's always nice to to hear that we've been like good to work with and that people have enjoyed it so hopefully we've not scared you off definitely not no and it was really good for me to be able to see the platform from slightly mm -hmm. from the other side as well I really enjoyed that so that was yeah that was really awesome and how user-friendly it is so um, nice. I've been able to talk to lots of fundraisers about that since as well and how how great it was to to work with you on that and just yeah I'm sure we'll talk about this in a minute but quite mm -hmm. often it's the tech which is the big thing that really freaked people out right about kind of doing sort of things online so um, well, let's jump straight into that. Like, what what is it that helped people, especially you know, from an events fundraiser perspective? Like, what experience did you have that you like actually that could enhance what they're doing? I mean, for me, definitely being able to like come and look around the back the back end of things before uh, the actual events mm -hmm. was a huge kind of benefit. I think um, you know, generally we're getting quite good at using these sort of platforms now, but um, they all kind of have their own slight little kind of you know, nuances and different ways of doing things. And I think that can really freak people out before they've sort of had experience of it. Um, so being able to come in and work with one of your team before the event was really, really brilliant. I love doing that. So that massive tip 
for me. And I've been able to tell other people the same thing that they really sort of, you really do guide people through that process. So yeah. And that you'll help sort of create that event idea as well. So if, if there's a, if there's a kind of event fundraiser who's thinking about something, but not quite sure how it could work or how it would look online, that you really have that experience within your team to sort of come up with lots of ideas and sort of shape that together, which I think is really nice. It's really nice. Great. No, then that's exactly it. You know, when we were putting together like our little pitch deck on things, it was it summed it up. It's end to end support. You know, we were there from with you from day one right up to delivery. Um, and I guess because we've been fundraisers before and, you know, I have an events organizing experience, it, it all weaved to, together. So thank you for that. That's, I'm glad that you had a nice time. Um, so the event itself, you know, we were we were prepping that for, for a couple of months. And, you know, you can always imagine what the event's going to be like when you're preparing for it. But you were there on the day. You spoke at it live. What for you were the standout moments for, for the summit um, and what sessions and speakers were really, you were like, yes, this is meant. They're saying everything uh, right. I mean, the only sort of downside for me was that I had to speak in one of the rooms and I wasn't able to join the things going on in the other room. Um, so that was that was the only thing. So there were lots of things going on at the same time. But, but obviously, you can go back and watch things over, which is which is fab. Um, for me, one of the main sessions that I really enjoyed listening to was Kerry Sunu's um, session. Uh, now, I think it was something around communicate coaching for communication. I, I'm not entirely sure how it was worded for this summit, yeah. but it, um, and yeah, I just love Kerry. I think she's awesome what she does, and I found that session is so. It's so useful in everything we do. It's not just event specific. I think if you manage a team or you have perhaps some sort of difficult stakeholders that you're trying to like navigate around kind of new event ideas or trying to get sign off on stuff, the tips that she shared in that session were just brilliant. They're just so useful. And I've, I've gone back and looked over those notes since. So um, I really highly recommend that one. Yeah, a few a few notes about uh, Kerry's session as well, and thank you because it was you that brought Kerry into our world. So again, thank you for for that. But Kerry's session was the first time that we held an interactive workshop in one of our breakout rooms, and we had fantastic feedback for that. So we actually had two live interactive sessions happen at a time, um, and the participation numbers in that was was huge. I know we had over eighty in one, and then over thirty in, in the other, and it was nice because attendees it wasn't recorded uh, in that space, so it was nice because people could just interact without fear of you know maybe uh, sections getting misconstrued elsewhere or you know just be and especially when you talk about communication and having difficult conversations so really loved uh, that that uh, session pushed that forward and um, but also Kerry we've invited her back to come and speak at our legacy conference in April um, about having tricky conversations because obviously legacies you're talking about death and money so she's going to come in and teach our legacy delegates uh, how to have uh, tricky conversations so oh, yes that's <laughs> makes me happy yeah she, she's fab so um highly recommend if you haven't listened to that to, to go back and listen to that session and uh, I I have uh, event feedback as well. So we've um, we've restarted. We started at the beginning and then it tailed off for a bit. But we have brought back feedback now. So after every event, we ask people, you know, what did you think about it? How are your skills? Um, and you were another one of the top sessions as well, Jane. It's very nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you before we recorded this as well, so you were more excited the first time I told you, but this time you're like, yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, it's really, really nice. No, I'm, I'm very flattered. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I, I feel that having done what I've been doing for the last couple of years and talking to a lot of different charities, a lot of fundraisers, 
within those charities, I've kind of got this really privileged position of sort of having this, you know, quite broad overview of what's going on. Um, and a lot of my sort of the members within the collective, the membership that um, that I manage and host, um, they kind of share share a lot of what's going on for them. So it can be, um, you know, quite a lot of stuff, quite heavy stuff as well a lot of the time. So I'm, I'm, I don't take that lightly. I'm in that privileged position where I do get to sort of see a lot of what's going on um, yeah. and, yeah, be able to pick out some sort of themes around that. So I think that's potentially where I was able to sort of help you, Nikki, and the team on perhaps shaping some of those sessions about what's kind of going on out there. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the the other couple of top rated sessions there as well were there was a live uh, ideation workshop with Simon. Um, so there's people speaking about the events that they have that maybe they wanted to turn hybrid and virtual. So he was coaching them, much like what you were saying at the beginning of this podcast about how we help there. And the session from Scope around accessibility. That was another that was yeah. another one. Um, and just a quick summary on it. Every single person who completed the feedback for the event said that the content provided has increased their confidence and skills in events fundraising, which, you know, you should be really proud of. Because like I said before, it was your insight that helped shape that topics and, and, the, and the program that was on offer. So well done. No, that's great. That makes my heart sing because confidence is the one thing that comes up time and time again. Oh, you know, you okay. can talk about... You can talk about all these other areas of events. You can talk about the skills that you need, but actually, more often than not, it's the confidence to try different things, to try new mm-hmm. things, to speak up. Um, and that is probably uniform in everyone, right? I think we can all kind of relate to that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really happy to hear that the, the summit helped. Good. Yeah. And if there's anyone listening who is like, I need to get in on this, you can go to the fundraisingeverywhere.com website and you can download the on-demand version of this conference straight away. And if you stick around to the end of the podcast, you actually get a free code as well. Uh, so do stick around for Simon to tell you what that code is. Um, so while I've got you, Jane, just a, a quick chat, I guess, about the events fundraising space um, in 2022. So at the point of chatting now, so we're, we're mid-February, there are looming rumours of, you know, restrictions lifting and, you know, you don't have to isolate anymore and whilst that does provide a huge opportunity for charities hosting in-person events there's still a bit of like uncertainty of will people come what should the numbers be what's the responsible thing to do and I guess that's the obvious challenge uh, that fundraisers are facing at the moment but from your experience with coaching and working with these people what other things are coming up there that they're like actually 2022 this is going to be a bit of an obstacle for us uh, and how are you helping them uh, come up with a plan to overcome those yeah I think yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Like there's the kind of uh, sort of the, I, I don't want to keep using the word uncertainty, but I guess it is. That's it's ongoing uncertainty, isn't it? Because even though the restrictions are lifting, how have people changed? Like we've all changed. This has been like a life-changing kind of moment in time. Um, how have your audience changed? How are they going to want to interact with you? Are they still going to want to do the events that they were wanting to do in 2019? Uh, 20 uh when yeah 2019 <laughs> <laughs> has it really been going on that long um uh so I think that's a big thing it's like will my audience have continued to sort of yeah with us are they are they still wanting to support us in this way um or have things moved on I think it's not wanting to lose what what's been gained in this last two years the online development and not 
losing sight of that and not just going straight back to how things were. And I think I keep sort of saying that this would be such a missed opportunity if you did just kind of revert back to how you were doing things in 2019. Not that there was necessarily anything wrong with that, but there's been so much learning. Mm. It would be a real shame to lose all that, I think. Um, And I understand that there might be a slight fear right now. And from talking to a lot of organisations that, that is there is a, there is a fear in, in in many of them that there's this catching up that has to be done yeah. catching up you know um but just to kind of remind people that everybody has been through this it's been like a great leveler in that respect it's not like one organization hasn't been able to do things like no one was able to do things so here's a real opportunity where we could potentially like test and pilot things you know and, and perhaps do them on quite a small low-key level alongside some of your bigger things which which are now coming back a lot of the runs and the challenge events and Mm. dinners and whatnot but like why not try and test some of this other stuff as well um and I really loved one of the posts that you did recently I think it was on LinkedIn Nikki around you know this idea of hybrid it doesn't have to be like something really big and new and scary like you could do your live event but you could have an online aspect to it it doesn't Mm. have to run in parallel there's a lot of ways of doing hybrids. And I think that's those are the kind of conversations we need to be having because no doubt about it, it increases the accessibility, like, you know, having that online option. And, um, yeah, we can't lose that. It would just yeah. be such a mistake to go backwards, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And um, I, there was a, an event I got asked. Well, actually, I didn't get asked to speak at it. Um, I was trying to suss out if I should speak at it, but... Um, I got in touch and said, you know, are you doing an online uh, offer? And they said, no. So I was like, right, well, this is my stance now. Like, I'm just not going to get involved in anything that doesn't provide it. Because there is, you're right, like, there's no excuse, really. And I think one of the things that we're seeing successful charities do are the ones that are adapting in person to allow for online. So that you've got a portion of charities that are like, right, let's go back to the 2019, the numbers, the process, the capacity, whatever. But then you've got another set that are like, right, let's host a smaller, more intimate in-person experience for maybe key supporters. And then we'll do like a, an online element for people at home that's more accessible, more inclusive. And you're right, they don't have to be at the same time. They can be at different times. You can repurpose some of the content from the in-person one. But it often comes down to like the budget and the pressure, um, I guess. But we actually have some research results coming out soon. So we had over 500 charities participate in this research that does prove, you know, the long term benefit of uh, having virtual events in your in your fundraising mix. And we actually have an event happening on the 22nd of February. So it'll have already gone out um, by the time this comes out, but we're happy to chat about it, about stewardship events uh, and how virtual can be a massive thing there. So yes, if you do have, you know, like a, a run or a challenge event in May, um, or you have a direct mail drop-in or you have a legacy ask, do a virtual stewardship event, you know, in the weeks prior to it and build relationships, humanize the organization, tell stories and bring some emotion into it that's difficult to do in print or in social media. And then just track like how much of an impact that that'll have on your eventual events and campaigns because we can guarantee it will because we know that that's good fundraising, you know, so it's and that and that doesn't have to take a lot of like planning or prep it's like you know you you bring a, a beneficiary in you have like your ceo there you use a, a video maybe that you already have but you just create connection and experience and it's charities who do that that i, I know are going to absolutely smash it this year yeah and sort of getting out of that mindset that you have to do 
some huge big online thing mm. and some huge big in-person thing you know you don't have to do both of those things in in that way just as you said you could create a nice smaller online stewardship thing I was thinking actually um before we uh started chatting you know we used to do um pasta parties and like um that's what I put in my thing love a pasta party before the great north run we had those in person and only a really small amount of people could come now we didn't ever do anything online because it was mm. whenever a long time ago um and and now you've got that option to be able to maybe do something like that get all your runners or your challenge event participants together oh, yeah. or the actual mm-hmm. race mm-hmm. Um, absolutely and you can send recipes out to people you can have i mean we've it's weird we've had loads of cook-alongs on our website like charities love a cook-along but sort of support us so you could even have like people coming in you could have entertainment you know we've got social media walls that can um be integrated into the site so people could share like their pasta i've been pushing pasta parties for so long jane so you don't know how happy i am that you yeah. <laughs> said i'm like yes pasta parties yeah for your carb loading oh yes that was my favorite part <laughs> of doing the great north run was the carb loading i was like Oh, I'm, I'm carb loading I'll have like my third even if my you're third not portion <laughs> yeah yeah I'll be like I'm cheering along but I need energy for the, yeah, for the cheer yeah. line oh no and like and that's it and I think sometimes all it takes is just like a spark of like oh yeah like we could we could do that and and again you know the the session that I'm doing um tomorrow it's about just like not it doesn't have to like exactly like you said it doesn't have to be something new big and expensive it's like how can we use virtual to enhance maybe something that we're already doing or how can we weave in like engagement touch points to make those eventual campaigns and asks even more successful and you know you don't even you know we talk about our platform and how great it is because it is but you don't even have to do that there you know it could be like you know it could be on another platform it could be Facebook live if you have like the the group in there you know there's just tons of other ways that you can do it but you're right I would hate to see us take a, a step backward uh, when there's just so much opportunity going forward yeah. um which leads me actually you know we talk about the challenges quite a lot but what for you are the the big kind of opportunities that we need to seize this year oh well I would like to think that we have almost opened up the doorways a little bit to a bit more two-way com- like two-way mm-hmm. communication two-way conversation with our audiences that it's less about us sort of as char- as I'm talking about charities mm-hmm. uh, um sort of saying this is what we're doing sign up to it and actually we've done more of that kind of like just conversations but mm. over the pandemic and I'd really like to think that there are opportunities there to sort of go out to your audiences to go out to your people and just say like what is it that you would like to do how would you like to support us and actually you know be in a position be more in more of a position to support people to support you in the way that they want to rather than in the way that charity is dictating right yeah and I feel like we have come some way towards that because people have been having a lot more conversations when there's not been the events happening to sort of just even picking up the phone and talking to their really amazing event supporters and participants and stuff and just asking how they are and you know there's so much there's so much possibility now with putting out like polls or little surveys you don't have to do anything really like you don't have to do this big insight kind of piece to find out what it is your audience want which again really scares off a lot of people from doing anything it could just be a simple poll in a group or or a little survey little survey monkey or something that you send out or just hitting the phones and phoning up some people and finding out um i think this has changed people fundamentally like in a lot and so actually their support for you might change too so I'd really hope there's some opportunity there for people to, um, yeah. 
And that's something that I, even pre-pandemic, you know, we were starting to see people push more for. It's about like communication, not broadcast, you know, supporters wanted to be part of something, not kind of had something put upon them. So you can definitely tell why that's accelerated. And, and of course, you know, as you see a, a new wave, I guess, of, of supporters coming through that are used to experiences and being listened to and being heard. It's so important that we not just like catch up, but lead the way almost yeah. yeah yeah absolutely I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this year goes in terms of the bigger events the bigger more well-known events and um obviously you've got your marathons your great north runs and things like that but it's it's an interesting time I think this year is gonna I don't know it's gonna be very interesting to watch how how mm. go and like whether or not people's appetites have changed for certain things I think there's gonna be a lot more um Smaller events as well, and I would recommend that as an if you don't have some smaller activity in your in your calendar, I think that's a really good thing to have, and potentially that could where online could kind of really come into its own as well. Um, more of those sort of stewardship type events. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm with you on that. What charities are doing really good things at the moment? Like, who should we be looking to for like inspiration? Oh, um, well, I'm just going to talk about a couple of my. <laughs> member um so bone cancer research i think it's bone cancer research uk um are always doing some really good stuff They're, they've done a lot of stuff on facebook with the facebook challenges they won no yeah they won an award at the uh charity virtual event awards in october um, yeah i can't i can't remember what category it was but that me i mean it backs up what you're saying they're doing good stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so i really love what they do um i who else am i keeping an eye on I think that um, Refuge are doing some amazing things, aren't they? Definitely mm-hmm. like find what they're up to. Um, uh, oh, who else? Um, British, uh, Royal British Legion as well are doing some like big. I think that's been really interesting how they've managed to kind of keep in like in person events going throughout the pandemic mm-hmm. as well. Um, they have some really fascinating ways of working. So anytime you hear Sophie talking, she's a very inspirational person to, yeah cool no that's good and it's good to look out for because whilst you know we shouldn't uh, copy and paste it's always really good to kind of learn from each other and 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 just access the information that's already there and adapt it to our own causes and, and audiences and I guess that's what fundraising everywhere is all about you know we as individuals as in me and, and Simon and the team don't have the answers but what we're really good at is going that person's there doing really good yeah. work there's the audience that needs it and then bringing it together yeah. and, and making it happen and, and obviously you know uh, going through people like yourself as well to, to reach those right people so we will keep an eye refuge yeah. actually hosts events on our platform so um again i was back up while you're saying that they're doing good yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. i do I love them as well hospital, hospital mm. sort of mini sector if you like within yeah uh, sector they are an awesome group of fundraisers and they mm. do support one another um really well because in a way they are like one big yeah yeah umbrella but um but lots of little things going on regionally across the uk but um yeah they they i really like what they do in, in yeah. a lot of businesses so also I- I started off as a hospice fundraiser. So shout out to all hospice fundraisers because you're right. They do epic things. Do epic things yeah. Yes. A lot of sharing and collaboration, which is another thing that I should have said to watch. I mean, not to watch, but like mm. that should be something that hopefully, again, the pandemic has kind of proved that it's kind of collaboration, not competition, right? That we were all going through this together. And the more we can share and just support one another, the better for everyone. Oh, 
Absolutely. And, and right, what you said at the beginning, you this now, even this period is a completely new thing for people as we start to navigate this kind of hybrid online, offline world. And the more that we can share forward, share back just means that we're more likely to get it right. Um, and, you know, we can start to build up that trust and, and lead the way. You know, I'm all for people, you know, uh, trying and failing and testing and, and things like that. But as well, you know, when it comes down to safety, confidence and reputation, I'm all, also like, you know, if you can get it right first time, then that would be that would be even better. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, so we will see, and obviously, you know, both yourself and fundraising everywhere will be there, you know, as much as, as people as, as people need them. Um, we didn't chat about this before we 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 started recording, but I am just gonna uh, check in on you. So we had um a couple of fantastic sponsors uh for this event. So we had just given and we had Enthuse. And by now, of course, the news is public that Enthuse have uh, won the partnership for London Marathon and and Great North Run. Um what kind Kind of opportunities do you see like for for charities now with with those platforms uh being being heavily involved do you think it makes a huge difference is it something that charities should be kind of thinking about and planning for like more strategically or is it just a case of something fresh and, and new to 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 work with yeah i mean i would hope that it i mean i know them a little bit over there at interviews and they are all really like awesome mm-hmm. thinking like um and i think that it's never a bad thing is it to get some mm. kind of blood in that in that kind of area um so i would think that there would be opportunity for charities hopefully to get involved in a slightly different way i don't know too much about the partnership i'm not going to pretend i do um but i'd hope that yeah it gives more of an opportunity there's a lot yeah. of big kind of kind of a bit of controversy over like charities being able to get involved with the marathon for example and um hopefully that yeah this might improve some of that maybe yeah, I, I think from a, like a supporter experience, I think I'm really excited for for you know the, them coming on and expecting something and getting something different. I think it, for a sector as a whole, it kind of shows like what the opportunities are. I mean, especially if you've gone from you know a, a virgin money given platform that's been quite kind of static and, and basic and delivers the 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 need, um, but obviously without a lot of that kind of warmth to it. So yeah, I'm excited to see how that impacts as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I hadn't thought about it from that point of view. I was thinking more of it from the fundraisers. But yeah, absolutely. I think, um, uh, yeah, it's all good, hopefully. Yeah, lots of freshness opportunities for for 2022. Cool. So obviously by now people are like, this Jane person is obviously mint, need to get in with her because I need to enhance my events fundraising. How can they get in touch with you? Um, So you can come and look me up on my website, it's uh, the charity event specialist.com. Um, you can find me in Facebook if you're on Facebook. I've got, we've got a big group in there, uh, which is called the Charity Event Specialist Community. You can find, find us in there. Um, I do Facebook Lives occasionally. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm kind of all over the interweb. <laughs> um, or you can email me, jane at the charity event specialist.com. Sweet. Thank you, Jane. Um, and just to say a massive thank you uh, again for everything that you've been doing with us. You know, we are planning and doing the events fundraising virtual summit in January 2023. So mm-hmm. if that's not too daunting, planning that far ahead, uh, we'd love to check in with you at some point later on in the year uh, to get things moving with that. But just to every events fundraiser listening, you know, you've got this, you've got backup from us, you've got backup from each other. So just good luck with everything that you're doing. Continue to smash it uh, and stick around for that discount code that you can listen back to the events fundraising summit and just get up to speed with all of the great stuff that we've been 
chatting about today. Uh, so thanks, Jane. Lovely to, to see you again and uh, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Nikki.